You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. Buy summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA Division I in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort. You make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of College Hockey Champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be, or NCAA hockey fans as it may be. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, out on that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? I am I'm waiting for the whole palatial part of this estate thing. <laughs> okay. As long as you're uh, waiting just, on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, oh. <laughs> the estate part I get uh, because that's technically, you know, you're, you're okay. palatial. Yeah, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll go with have that. your money. Uh, by the way, how are the dogs doing? Uh, the dogs are doing good. They're okay. We haven't talked about them lately. Nah, they're all right. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they were, uh, they always like to go out for their walks and, um, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, my dog is the, the one dog is weird. The, the one that's <laughs> technically mine. Um, we walk past the place where I take him to get groomed and he can't run away fast enough from it, but <laughs> like, like he's worried about me leaving or whatever. Uh, but then he's willing to jump in any stranger's car. And I just like, <laughs> go figure yeah. that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't understand. <laughs> as long as the stranger's not going to groom him, he thinks it's okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but you know, I'm not Doctor Doolittle. I can't talk to the animals. <laughs> well, uh, I know this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're going to talk about the World Juniors in a minute. Then we got a special guest coming on, I believe, in about 15 minutes or so from Minnesota uh, to just update us a little more on the uh, the tragic accident from Saturday night. Yeah, uh, I just took the life of uh, Mac Motzko. You know, it's 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 been hard to not have that uh, in the forefront of of prepping for the show it's just it's just hard i mean yeah i hear you um you know i have zero inner you know i have never had any sort of personal interaction uh 
with the Motsko family. Uh, I believe you have. We know Jess definitely has on a regular basis. Um, um, and I mean, I'll just, I mean, I guess we'll get into it when we get the details, but you know, Hey, uh, well, and, and part of the reason I wanted Jess to come on is because he's covered it from, from the very start, um, very early Sunday morning, yeah, but that's... also there was a Arizona connection. Uh, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the, uh, the gentleman's name who also lost his life. Um, We'll let uh, Jess go into that, but he was uh, a Minnesota native that had been living in Arizona for a couple of years, and it actually was up there visiting and was planning on coming back. And we'll get into all that with Jess uh, when he comes on. Um, (laughs) If you're in Vegas today, oh, my goodness. Um, The NHL, uh, everything broke loose. Vegas found out uh, officially that uh, the NHL is a business, and as much as you love your players, um, unfortunately, the uh, the trade man comes calling and moves them. And Mark Andre Fleury uh, was traded today to Chicago. We uh, we know that uh, they're really getting nothing back for him. It's just a salary uh, dump type thing. They're they're getting one player, but he's not even going to be part of their organization. It's a I I, I will just say uh, from a personal standpoint to my buddy Rob, welcome to the world of podcasting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, you know how everything in college hockey happens on Wednesdays, right? Which right. Rob got his taste of. <laughs> yes, he day did. after podcast today because, of course, this <laughs> happened today, and you guys did professional hockey Southwest Weekly last night. So, well, uh, and, and Paul, in all Rob. fairness, we did talk about uh, Tuesday and Wednesday being explosive days. I don't think we realized it was going to be this explosive, but <laughs> we knew we knew there were going to be some trades happening right before the free agency uh, period opens up tomorrow. Um, yeah, <laughs> that happened, and uh, there's going to be free agency action tomorrow. And uh, I don't know what time that starts, week. though. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's I don't gonna, know if it, it starts at like 10 o'clock or it starts at noon or what have you. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked that up yet. It's shame on me for not doing that. But man, oh man! Why um, it's not like listen when it when it happens, it happens. You'll know when it started when you'll hear the first <laughs> announcement. So it doesn't. Really right. it's, well, it's not like you have to go on the air immediately <laughs> after they make one of these deals. Right. Um, so you know. Yeah, but and like I, you and I were talking today is like. You know, the, the the worst part about this whole deal is is the whole way everything comes down. And social media now, we talked about it on the expansion draft, uh, it was kind of melodramatic uh, because we knew everybody. It was already announced who was going there Yeah. Uh, b- before they ever made the announcements. And today, the same type of thing, I think. I think people got wind of it, and they started passing it around the Internet. Pretty soon, everybody knew about it before the participants knew about it. Uh, which I think is is a bad deal. You agree it's a bad deal, I believe. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I I understand that you have guys that have sources and 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 so forth and so on. But come on, can we can we make sure somebody is told before this stuff gets out? Yeah, and that's that that's a whole deal on it. And Vegas is really getting ripped right now. Vegas management uh, for the way they've handled almost everything from Gerard Gallant to to Nate Schmidt to now Mark Andre Fleury to to announcers. Um, <laughs> there's three announcers that were brought up today that uh, were shown the door in Vegas in a unusual style oh, see, as well. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to look um, that up now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's three of them. Um, and the latest one was Mike McKenna, um, whose job I think is going to be taken over by Derek Anglin. That's just my speculation on that. I think Derek was being groomed last year by doing a Monday night show on the local CBS affiliate. Well, like I said, I don't, I haven't heard so, anything about this. So yeah, there, there's a bunch of it. But anyway, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. So we talk college hockey. And before we bring on Jess, uh, hopefully he'll be here with us. I know he's packed busy, so he's planning on coming on about uh, seven, eight minutes from now. Uh, the World Junior Summer Showcase uh, took place again today. And yep. uh, more great hockey action. I don't know if you caught any of it or if you just saw the I've recaps. Or... I saw, I, I've seen highlights and um, it. you had uh, two, at least it seems, from the uh, from the numbers and, 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 and the highlights, uh, two completely different games. Uh, one game uh, was uh, uh, the goaltenders, or at least the Swedish goaltenders, were the story of the game uh, as USA White outshot Sweden 37 to 15. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. 20, 21 shots in the second period. Uh, I mean, uh, holy smokes, 21 shots in a period. Um, and it part of that is they had uh, a five-on-three power play, but they didn't even score on it. So, um you know, so they, uh, I, yeah, they, they just missed, but I am sure that that's where they got a bulk of those 21 shots. But they held Sweden to 15. So, um, you, you know, that they were playing a good solid team defense. Uh, Josh Doan got an assist in that first game, uh, in, in that game for, uh, USA White. Uh, Thomas Bordalo, uh, got a goal, and Sasha Pastovich, uh, Past. Uh, Pasta job. Yeah, I got to hear it said once or twice before I can get it right. Uh, that name got, will always hold you up, Paul. It holds yeah. me up every single time I see it, and I love the kid. It's got, you know, he got a power play goal. Um, uh, Mackie Samuskevich got a couple of assists. Um, you know, so in that game, it was definitely a show for the Swedish goaltender. Uh, and yeah, and and you say that a show for the Swedish goaltender, he lost four to one. Yeah, I mean Carl, Lindner and they lost four to one. Three saves, and he lost. You know, yeah, one incredible. of those goals was uh, uh, was an empty net, but you know that makes it even. You know that makes it even tighter. And then uh, you had the other game where uh, USA Blue lost to Finland in overtime, seven to six. I guess they decided, eh, defense. Who needs it? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, a couple of power play goals in the game, but for the most part, they were even strength goals and it just kind of went back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, Finland took a three, one lead early in the second period. Uh, USA blue came back. Finland went back in front. USA took the lead again and it just kind of bounced back and forth. And, uh, you know, finally, uh, Finland got, the the extra goal in the shootout and uh that's the way that that's the way it goes me personally leave it a tie i i mean it's it, it's not even like this is a round robin and they're going to play somebody in a in in, in a semi-final and a final so just let it go yeah i, I think it's i think it's because they want to determine a winner um one Whatever. way or the other 
I, I, I know what you're saying. It's a shootout. Coach Powers will say the same thing. It's like, you know, whatever. But um, at, at least they, they gave him some different opportunities. And I think that's what this whole showcase is about is uh, getting kids uh, experience and the opportunity to, to do different things. So who knows? Maybe that shootout is something that will come in handy down the road. And, yeah, and I, they'll be glad that they had a chance to, to do it in uh, the summer showcase. I'm just not I, – I mean – I'm sure they have a pecking order in in going into this, uh, whether we like it or not, or whether the players like it or not. I mean, these guys have been in uh, the Team USA camp for a while in various ways. So this is not the first time these coaches are seeing them. But, you know, um, that's these, these guys are playing for December. So, if nothing else, you know they're playing as hard as they can. Playing for December in Red Deer, Red Deer Alberta. That's where they want to go, Red yep. Deer and Edmonton. Yep. <laughs> Maybe one of them will be a goaltender that will stick in Edmonton and just won't come home. Oh, well, if I was the Oilers, I would, I would kidnap all of them <laughs> just to make sure. I wouldn't let any of them leave. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, so that's what's going on in the uh, World Junior Summer Showcase. Uh, games again tomorrow, go, 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern. They would probably go off the gloves, and, and, and they'd all get out of Edmonton because <laughs> they, they wouldn't be able to save any. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what's going on in the world of the World Junior Summer Showcase. Also, we'll have uh, uh, more games uh, the rest of the week. They'll take Thursday off, but then again, play Friday, Saturday. So um, when they're all said and done, I think they'll have a good idea of who they want to bring onto that 22-man roster and uh, bring them to uh, Edmonton and Red Deer. With Now, please, 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 COVID, slow down. Please slow down. <laughs> We, we're, we're already back to masks. I, I, we don't want to go back to this stuff. Yeah, the, uh, that, the CDC yeah. came out today and said every yeah. uh, the recommendations are everybody in the indoor setting, vaccinated or not, should wear a mask. Yeah, so that's... if we're already back to that, uh, you know, and uh, Dr. Fauci I heard today said that uh, even people that have had double vaccines, both shots, uh, can still transmit the, the, the virus, well, which I'm is a scary right. thought. I, you know what, I, I, I don't want to do this. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't have my opinion because I do. Um, but that's what not that's not what this forum is for. And it's yeah, I, I, I only like and I only I brought it up just saying. because we just don't saying. need to go back to this again uh, right at the start of the hockey season of all things. For our livelihood yeah. and the world's livelihood. Yeah, well, that I don't think that genie's going back in the bottle. So, um, you know. I just say I hope you're is. right. That's Can I just say that? I hope you're right. I hope that genie stays out of the bottle and we don't have to go back that direction again. Okay, let's take a quick break. And let's see if we can hook up with uh, Jess Myers uh, from The Rink Live up in Minnesota and uh, talk to him about a topic we really don't want to talk about, but I think we both know we have to talk about. So, We'll take a quick break and see if we can connect with Jess in just a few minutes. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. 
your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season, leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Still got it Still got it Who's old now? If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, we, we haven't connected with uh, Jess yet, so while we continue to do that, we'll continue to talk a little more college hockey. Um, as Rob and I talked about last night on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, we talked about the uh, number of players that were drafted that uh, either are in college or will be headed to college, and man, oh, man, that is an all-star list. Well, that's actually, you know, when we get to the hockey part of the discussion with Jess, if you know, if hopefully we can. Um, I'm just curious because outside of the Michigan players that played last year, and they had you know five guy or four guys, one, two, three. There were actually five guys that were drafted that actually played at least a year in college. Now I don't know if that's the norm or not because I've never looked at it, but Jess might know. So yeah, he certainly point. might. I think that might be close to the norm, Paul, just because of the birth years. 
um, and, and where you fall into play uh, in that. So uh, we'll we'll ask Jess that if he if he can stay on it. Like I said, I know this is a tough thing for him. He's he's been really close. He covers the Minnesota program on uh, a daily basis uh, for the Rink Live in Minnesota. So right. he is very very close to uh, the Motsko family and. Um, he's been working real hard on this, and I know there's been a lot of people that have been after him and wanted to uh, get get the information from him because he seems to be the source at this point. Uh, so um, this is, you know, this is what I know. Um, you know, I've seen my grandmother and my mother-in-law bury their children, um, and I can't imagine what that feels like. Um, I know that one of the people killed uh, in the accident was dating Bob Motzko's daughter. So I do kind of have an idea what she's feeling. In that regard, obviously, I have not lost a brother or a sibling like she has. Uh, so at some point that, you know, that's different. But I just I'm, I still it, it's hard to focus on what's going on as we get ready for the next season. For, for example, they've come out and, you know, the, the Great Lakes Invitational used to be kind of a tournament, and now they're just kind of changing that format um, to have, you know, each team play without worrying about uh, who advances to a championship game, more of a set schedule. Uh, with Michigan Tech, Michigan, Michigan State, and Western Michigan. And the same thing for the Icebreaker Tournament. Um, you know, they're having a, a set schedule too. BC and Quinnipiac. And Holy Cross and Northeastern one day. Um, and then Quinnipiac and Northeastern, followed by Holy Cross and Boston College later. Um you know, I mean, that's it. It, it kind of makes all that irrelevant. Uh, it's hard because I know you uh, before this week were screaming about schedules and relevancy and getting things out there. And there are still a bunch of teams that have not announced their schedules. Um, but it just kind of makes all of that seem not really all that important. If, if, yeah. if, if I'm, if I can say that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And like I said, you know, the, the couple of things that, that made me reach out to Jess even more was I know that he's got a tight schedule and I, I totally understand if he's not going to be able to make it on tonight. Um, but the story that he wrote uh, for the rink live has been picked up by almost everybody everywhere. Just from the fact that, um, you know, not only who Matt, uh, Mac Motzko was in relationship to his father, but, um, the other gentleman, um, and I'm checking to see the names here, um, Schooneman, if I get it right, uh, Sam Schooneman, uh, a Minnesota native, as I said earlier, that uh, had been living in Phoenix and had gone up for the weekend as a course to visit friends and had actually extended his stay. He was supposed to come back on Friday, and from what Jess says, he was uh, changed his flight to Sunday morning so he could spend one more day with his friends and uh, – you know, it, it, so many unanswered questions. Obviously, why were they driving so fast in a Bentley? Um, you know, obviously, the difference in age between the gentleman that was driving the car and the participants in the back seat and front yeah. seat. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it just it, so many different things. But 
the one thing that, that you look at is, it, and this is what I wanted to talk about, was I wanted people to understand that, that life is precious and you can lose it in a second. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's like it, it doesn't matter how how important you are or what your status is or how much money you have. None of that matters. I mean, um, life can be taken away just like that. And I think a lot of these young men that were drafted this past weekend, um, seeing celebrity status, some of them uh, right away, um, they need to understand that that you still got to respect things like a, a fast moving vehicle and dry, uh, drinking and driving and, um, you know, going to a party and having a little bit too much fun, if it will, uh, because it can take your life. And well, yeah, uh, I mean, we don't like I said, we don't know. I, I, I read, you know, I've read Jess's story, too. And you sit there and you're like some of those questions that you uh, thought of, I was thinking of as well. So you're not asking unusual questions. Well, Paul, you know what got to me, though, this whole thing, it's a tragedy. And I was thinking back 35 years ago, as I said on Sunday, to the death of George Palawa in Bemidji, Minnesota. Um, I was there at the time. I had talked to George about um, two weeks earlier about the fact that he was going to be an uh, NHL draft pick. Um, And, you know, Cliff Fletcher, who I run into quite frequently down here at ASU, has retired and lives in the Valley. Uh, was the guy that drafted George back then. And I'm thinking, how can something be so eerily similar 35 years later? Have we still not gotten it? Uh, Have we still not understand that uh, these types of things can happen if you're not careful? And uh, it's, it's hard for me to fathom that same thing, that this type of thing can still happen uh, almost four decades apart. Well, I mean, we just, like I said, don't have the answers. You know, we just, we, we don't have the answers. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever get those answers. And that's probably the worst part that you go through uh, when you're grieving is you're constantly asking yourself why. What, what happened? What could have been different? What, what were, you know, what were people thinking when they made decisions and, um, what could you have done to prevent it? Even if there, even if you know, deep down in your subconscious that there was nothing different that you could have done, you know, even if you took all the right steps. and followed the accepted norms and procedures doesn't mean things can't go wrong. Yep. 100% of the time. And that's the question that will gnaw at the family forever. And there's just no way around it. Um, You know, when someone passes away under normal circumstances, you're never happy about it, but at least if it's natural causes, you know, somebody passes away at 95, you're like, wow, how can I sign up for 95? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But when something like this happens, it gnaws at you 
all the time. And it, all you can do is try to control your emotions, control your um, pain, because it doesn't go away. It it just kind of ebbs and flows, and you learn how to deal with it better. And, you know, you just have to, uh, like I said, you learn to manage it better. You don't ever completely learn to manage it. You just learn to manage it better. And yeah, that's I mean, really I, what it comes down to. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I mean, it's... Uh... Like I said, it, it's a terrible thing, and I know Tuesday is not so far removed from early Sunday morning. So, again, uh, I I don't want to put any pressure on Jess for this because no, if it is, I know he's been stretched thin. So, if, if he's not able to come on, we totally understand. I mean, I, I was shocked that he even answered me, but I I wanted him to know that that we care. We care about uh, the hockey world. We care about uh, Mac Motzko. We care about the Motzko family, the Schunemann family. Um, everybody involved in this is uh, are victims, right? I mean, it, 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 yeah. it probably was an avoidable accident by all means, but uh, it was still an we accident. Don't, yeah, we I don't, don't believe anything was was uh, done intentionally. So, um, don't know. That, uh, yeah, and like I said, my, my goal uh, by having Jess on was, one, to compliment him on the great work that he did in, in giving everybody the, the facts and the details. And number two was to just make it known that um, this can happen to anybody. It doesn't have to be a hockey player in Minnesota. It could be a hockey player or a golfer or a tennis player or just a human anywhere in the world. Well, so if does. you don't respect things, um, things can happen. And, you know, you just need to be, uh, um, you know, yeah, I don't know does. what it is. Yeah, it, it just does. And like I said, the, the thing also that got to me was the, the eerily similarity way that it happened with uh, George Palawan, you know, the world will never get to see what George was like, um, known as a gentle giant. I've never seen a specimen like him in uh, my 60 years almost of living in. Um, <laughs> there's been nothing like him. There really wasn't. And what he may have done at North Dakota and what he may have done in the NHL is probably something that uh, a lot of people would still be talking about had he been able to have a career. So um, it's just uh, – just it's assuming, a tragedy. I'm just assuming. I mean, just based on what you tell me, it kind of sounds like the uh, hockey version of Len Bias. Yeah, that's a good, really good analogy, Paul. Um, I'm sure if, if Cliff, Cliff Fletcher ever gets a chance to sit down with us and talk about, that'll be one of the topics because, like I said, he drafted uh, um, George. There's still pictures of him on the internet of uh, Cliff and George, a very young Cliff. <laughs> that's 35 years ago, um, drafting uh, drafting George. So anyway, uh, we will take another quick break. If Jess comes on, we'll bring him on just as soon as he uh, is able to come on. If he doesn't, uh, we're not going to worry about it. We're just going to proceed, and we're going to talk. Uh, we have so much to talk about about college hockey. I mean, Denver had a great run uh, with some kids that, that uh, signed or were drafted into the pros uh, and will be professional players, and, uh, there's just so much to talk about. So let's take another quick break. Let's come back uh, in a few minutes. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, 
is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, we are back at College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy and Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. Paul Hornstein, my co-host out on Long Island, New York. And I do believe we have uh, the writer from Rink Live in uh, Minnesota, Jess Myers, with us. Jess, Scott, and Paul with you. And uh, first of all, um, I don't even know how to say this, my friend. Uh, You've done a superb job of covering probably the worst thing you've had to cover in your life. And I want to pat you on the back first because it cannot have been an easy situation. I'll um, I'll just be straight up honest with you guys. The last about forty-eight hours have been probably the toughest of my career, and I, and this is certainly not about woe is me and and how tough no, I've had it. No, no. You know there there are friends of mine involved in the in this terrible terrible situation. And I can't even fathom uh, what people like Bob Motzko are going through and with with his family right now. But but yeah, you know uh, this is uh, this is tough stuff. I mean, it's just, there's just, it's just a horrible, horrible situation. And, you know, I've tried my best to tell the story, uh, fairly with respect to, to everybody involved and, uh, you know, to honor the memory of, uh, a couple of good people lost really way, way, way too soon. I mean, Jess, listen, all I can say is that, you know, this is really mostly what I've thought about for the last few days. And I've never met anybody in the family. I can't even, you know, forget about, and I know it also doesn't compare to what the family is going through, but you have, like I said, personal relationships with these people. And it's just, uh, and you have to cover it. It's not like you get to sit there and grieve with everybody privately. You know, I I got a really nice note from a, I got a a really nice note from a friend of mine who writes for another college hockey publication who said, you know, and, and the one thing I will say that maybe the small blessing in all of this is, is the, the number of people like yourselves that I've heard from who have appreciated that we've at least tried to tell this story as best we can uh, when this is all so fresh and new. But I, but I got a nice note from a friend who said, you know, the fact that you, you have to sit down and write this while you're dealing with your own emotions, you know, and, and, uh, I know we're supposed to be detached and we're supposed to be objective and all that, but uh, I'm not ashamed to admit there have been more than a few tears in the last 48 hours. Just, just knowing these people and thinking about what they're going through and, and learning more about uh, this terrible accident, it's, it's been tough. So I, so I really appreciate your, your words and, and, uh, and to the people who have reached out on social media and, and elsewhere, I mean, it really does mean a lot. And, you know, let's, let's hope we don't have to tell many of these stories down the road. 
No. Jess, you know, I, I wanted to have you on uh, for a bunch of different reasons, but first and foremost is I, I think uh, we just went through a draft weekend where a lot of young men uh, gained some celebrity status, if you will, and I thought this really needs to bring things home, right? I mean, we need to know that yeah, we're, yeah. we're not invincible. We can't uh, survive everything, and uh, sometimes bad judgment leads to bad things. And, um, you know, you're seeing it firsthand, but if you don't mind, for our listeners down here that may not have heard it, and I, I know the connection now to, to Phoenix through your story, um, and and obviously, you know, I've known Bob Motzko for a long time as well. I met him first at St. Cloud, and and I have not been able to obviously stay in touch with him at Minnesota, but it, it's just – way more than than uh, just human life here too it's it's the connections between everybody and how things happen can you explain yeah. just a little bit what what happened late late so, saturday so, night so the 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 bare the bare bones of the story are this um mac Motsko, who is, is bob Motsko, the gopher hockey coach's son and mac was a a pretty renowned hockey player himself a, a great player in high school at at st cloud cathedral uh he had played last season, part of the season in the USHL for the Sioux Falls Stampede and part of the season for the New Mexico Ice Wolves there in uh, Albuquerque. Uh, you know, good, good young hockey player, 20 years old, uh, graduated from high school uh, a year ago or so. He and a friend of his named Sam Schooneman. Now, Sam was also a Minnesota kid. He, uh, Sam was living in Phoenix, but according to his friends, uh, you know, especially in the summer, he came home. He would come home whenever he could. Uh, the two of them... And Sam Schooneman, by the way, 24 years old. He was from Minnesota, like I said, living, uh, I think, in Scottsdale, his friends said. Uh, they were at a party, from what we can tell, on Saturday night on Lake Minnetonka, which is a, is a very popular area west of the Twin Cities. A lot of uh, wealthy homes there, a lot, of, uh, a lot of beautiful stuff out in that area. Uh, the owner of the house where this party was taking place, a 51-year-old man, uh, at some point in the evening took the two boys out for a ride in a Bentley, which for people who don't know, it's a very high-end, very expensive car. Uh, what happened next is, you know, is unbelievable, but uh, the Bentley crashed. Now, I've heard reports that uh, in, in a residential area, this person may have been going up to 100 miles an hour. Uh, police have also speculated that alcohol was involved. But uh, the, the driver of the car went off the road and, uh, hit some trees. Sam Schooneman, the 24-year-old uh, man, was killed immediately at the scene. Uh, Mac Motzko was transported to a hospital uh, here in the Twin Cities uh, where he passed away uh, a few hours later as a, as a result of the accident. The driver uh, was also taken to a hospital. He is in uh, with critical injuries, is what we've been told. There's not much that's, uh, that's known about the, the driver or, or the shape he's in, but... Um, you know, you think about just a, a simple thing like that, you know, a joyride, uh, you know, hey, let, let me let me show you my cool new car. And uh, just in literally the blink of an eye, things things go just terribly wrong. And uh, and two lives are lost as a result. I mean, it's just just staggering when you think about, you know, how many times in our daily lives, you know, we 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 make a left turn and, and you don't know what's coming the other way or, or just, you know, little little stuff like that. that uh, you really do realize how, how close all of us are to the edge and how, how precious it really is. And, you know, and, I, and, and, I, and I will add, by the way, Sam Schooneman, uh, I talked to some friends of his yesterday, wrote, wrote a story about just kind of 
honoring his memory. They said he was more of, you know, a, a kind of a pond hockey player, a Minnesota kid, but an interesting connection. His father uh, is the head of the Minnesota Wild Special Hockey Group, which uh, encourages uh, people with disabilities and, and, you know, with special needs to, to play hockey. So, uh, you know, a, another family kind of involved in the hockey world here in the Twin Cities. And, you know, and, 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 and you know, honestly, I'm teaching my youngest son how to drive. Uh, he's taking a driver's ed class, and because of uh, the virus, I've had to do the actual physical driving part. And, 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 I, and I get it, man. And, and you, you can't, you could not have said it better. You make a left turn and you don't know. Yep. And, just, just a minute, and, and you know, it's one of those things where I think back. You know, Saturday afternoon, I gave Bob Motzko a call because he had you know three players go in the first two rounds of the draft, and you know had a nice talk. He was up at his up at his lake place in northern Minnesota. You know, be- beautiful day in the summer in Minnesota. We don't we don't get a lot of that weather here, and and you know he was in a happy mood. We kind of we kind of joked around a little bit. You know that it, we've been hearing for how many years that Big Ten hockey is no good, and then four of the first five picks in the draft are kids that play at Michigan, and you know. Uh, they, Michigan gets five first rounders. The Gopher gets, get one, the, the Badgers get one. So it's like for all those people who don't think big 10 hockey is any good. Well, apparently there's some talent that plays there anyway. You know, we, we kind of joked about that, you know, just normal stuff. And then, you know, the, the, the phone call that everybody dreads that, you know, Hey, you got to come to the hospital right away. I mean, I just can't imagine what, again, uh, the Motzko family is going through. I know. A lot of people in the hockey world have reached out. Again, you know, the social media response was kind of heartening in that, you know, how many arch rival schools and how many conferences and you know, all, how many groups like that kind of uh, said, "Hey, we're we're all we're all go- gophers right now. We're all, you know, thinking of the Motsko family." So, um, you you do learn that part of the, the, there's one maybe silver lining is that, you know, we're, we are kind of one big family in the hockey world. These, you know, anybody crazy enough to go out on a sheet of ice with with metal blades on their feet, you know, <laughs> you've got to have, you got to have something going wrong to, to start with. And, and maybe there's a kinship there. So yeah. yeah. Getting, getting your, putting your face in front of a puck shot at 90 miles an hour. Is, <laughs> you know, yep. um, yeah. how did you find out? I, uh, I, I found out, uh, you know, just uh, organically the way, the way the kind of word spreads is that, you know, some folks at St. Cloud State had, had contacted, uh, had contacted my boss at the rink live. And, you know, cause of course a lot of connections to St. Cloud, Bob Motzko right. being the coach there for many years and, and Mac Motzko had grown up there. And, uh, you know, it's one of those again, 10 o'clock in the morning on a, on a Sunday coming home from the lake cabin and all of a sudden you get a text and your entire world changes in, in, in just an instant. Uh, let me tell a funny story though. If I, if I can, if I can, you Absolutely. know, maybe, well, maybe, yeah, maybe we'd rather, yeah, this is much better if you transition it than, than, than one of us. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and this is kind of my favorite Mac Motzko story. So, so he plays for St. Cloud Cathedral, which is a, a good private school program in St. Cloud. His dad coaches St. Cloud state. He's a sophomore. They go to the state tournament. He has a good year. And at the end of his sophomore year uh, of high school, his dad takes the job with the Minnesota Gophers. So the family moves. They sell their place in St. Cloud. They move to Minnetonka, which is a western suburb of the Twin Cities. And it's about an hour and 10 minutes to drive from Minnetonka to St. Cloud. Okay. And Bob Motzko tells us 
his youngest son, who I think was maybe like uh, a ninth grade, eighth grade, seventh grade in that range or so. His youngest son, when they moved to Minnetonka, when his youngest says, son says, I'm going to go see my friends, he gets on his bike and he goes three, four doors down in Minnetonka. And when his older son, Max, says, I'm going to go see my friends, he gets in his car and he drives to St. Cloud because that's where all of his friends are. That's where he's lived all his life. I so think. Max junior year, he plays for Minnetonka High School and, you know, very, very good program. I mean, Darby Hendrickson's son plays there and, you know, well-renowned. They won a state championship a couple years ago. And Mac Motzko does pretty well playing for Minnetonka. But the story was it just his heart wasn't there. You know, his heart was still in St. Cloud. So at some point over the, the following summer before his senior year of high school, he sits down with his parents and he says, I'm going to play my senior year at St. Cloud Cathedral. Those are the guys I grew up with. Those are the guys, you know, I've known all my life. I'm, I'm going to go there and play. And his parents, of course, endorsed it. He lived with a friend during the week, and then he would come to the Twin Cities and live with his parents on the weekends. And, and you know, what was really neat was that whole season, you know, St. Cloud's a, a good hour and a half from the Twin Cities, depending on traffic. And, and, you know, we get snow in the winter and all that stuff. We'd be talking to Bob Motzko after practice on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and he'd make it clear that, hey, I got 10 minutes and then I got to go because I'm getting in a car and I'm going to drive either up to St. Cloud or up to Alexandria or up to Wadena or wherever St. Cloud Cathedral happened to be playing. I mean, even though they lived that far apart, you know, he made it, he, he was not an absentee dad. Anytime he could get up and see his son play, he, he would do that. And, but, but the funny story he told us is he said, the mistake, this is Bob Motzko talking, he said, the mistake we made, and he's tongue-in-cheek about this because it certainly wasn't you know, a big thing, but he said, the mistake we made when we moved to the Twin City is, is we didn't move far enough away from St. Cloud. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if we would have moved to like the eastern suburbs or the southern suburbs or someplace like that, it would have been harder for Mac to get back to St. Cloud so easily. But when you, when you live an hour and 10 minutes away, I mean, you, know, you guys know the Phoenix area, that's like a neighboring <laughs> suburb uh, with, with how spread out that is. It was it was easy for Mac to get back and see all of the friends he'd grown up with, and uh, and that's what he did. I mean that that was the kind of guy he was. Where you know he was determined to his last year of high school, his last last rodeo, he was going to go out with the guys he grew up with, and uh, and they made a run to the state tournament. They finished third. I I, I remember being at the third place game. They played uh, Warroad, my old high school, and. Mac, if I remember correctly, got a goal in the third period. St. Cloud came from behind and won the game. And, you know, so, so kind of a, a, a happy, a happier thought than, than just all of the, the tragedy of the last couple of days. And Jess, you know, one of the things that, that I've seen, not only in your story, but from other people as well, is a common thread of, hey, he was a really good hockey player, but he was even a better person. And, and people Absolutely. talk about how much he changed their lives in such a short period of time. Yep. Um, uh, Mick Hatton, who's my boss and, and one of the editors at the Rink Live, who's covered St. Cloud State for years and years and years. And, you know, St. Cloud is not a huge town. Um, every, everybody knows everybody there. So, you know, everybody knew Mac Motzko in that town. Uh, Mick, Mick put together a story yesterday, went to talk to some people at St. Cloud Cathedral and elsewhere that had known Mac. And there was a comment, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but it was something like, you know, if, if I could have a son like Mac Motzko, I would be blessed in my life. You know, somebody said that. It's just, you know. He's a, he's the kind of kid people emulated. You know, you didn't know what the hockey future was for him. He bounced around the the junior leagues a little bit last year. I talked to his father maybe two weeks ago, and his dad said, uh, 
Uh, Mac was planning on going up to British Columbia and playing in the BC Junior League this winter. And, and initially that was his plan last winter. And then with the pandemic, you know, Canada was essentially shut down. So uh, Mac had to find a, a new place to play. Uh, I know that his dad had gone down to see him play in New Mexico last year and just loved the, you know, the setup in Albuquerque. The, the Ice Wolves uh, are, are such a, a great up and coming program in the junior hockey scene that uh, I, I know he really liked it there, but was determined to, to go to, I think it was Penticton for the coming winter. But uh, again, just in the blink of an eye, you know, everything can change and, and your whole world can be turned upside down. And Jeff, before you came on, Paul and I were talking and I was telling him, um, it's hard for me to believe because sometimes things jog me when I see it happen, uh, good and bad. And the first thing that came to my mind after this tragedy was announced was, Oh my goodness! Thirty-five years ago, almost to the day, a month yep. apart, we lost George Palawan. Uh, I know you know of George. I don't know yeah. how much you uh, <laughs> and the icon that he was. And and I remember all the tears that were shed because he spends his first week at North Dakota, uh, comes home on Labor Day weekend, has a tragic accident. Yep. Um, man, and I see Cliff Fletcher every now and then at Arizona State with him living down here, and he was the guy that drafted George, but. Did that come to your head too, or is it just me? Ab- absolutely, you know. And and for for people who don't know, George Palaho was from Bemidji, Minnesota. He was a he was a forward. Uh, looked like he should be playing defensive end at, at a Division One school somewhere. Just a giant of a guy. Um, speed, good hands, um, amazing size. You know, he could play physical. He could play a finesse game. He was a first round draft pick of the Calgary Flames in 1986. He had committed to the University of North Dakota. And the thing about George was, I mean, and, you know, Bemidji was a high school rival of ours. You wanted to hate the guy because he was so <laughs> and good couldn't. and he was, <laughs> yes. and he was so scary. And if you met him off the ice, he was, he was the consummate gentle giant. I mean, just a, a you know, a funny guy, a, a nice guy, you know, would shake your hand, would look you in the eye. Absolutely no sense of arrogance about him or anything like that. North Dakota was the defending national champion at the time, and he was going to go play at North Dakota and, and uh, you know, had an NHL future in front of him. And yeah, like you, like you said, uh, just uh, again, you know, somebody making a left-hand turn. He was at a, at a party back home. His brother was driving, uh, you know, apparently there was some alcohol involved. In fact, uh, his brother actually went to jail later on for the, for the accident that, that took George Palau's wow. life. But, you know, here, Lo and behold, on a Sunday morning, we open up the Grand Forks Herald, and the lead story is, you know, George Palau is is gone, just like that. Uh, and I mean, wow, as as if losing as if losing his brother wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, well, hey, the lesson is don't don't get behind the wheel. Don't not. Yeah, well, n- none of this. You know, hey, I'm okay. I've only had a few. Just just don't do it. It's yeah. It's, no, I get. Believe me, I get it. I I tell risky. my kids all the time how lucky yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, when I was their age, not to have those things happen. Yeah, and George Palau was a Mr. Hockey winner too. I mean, that's uh, you know, kind yes, of he was. Distinction in in Minnesota, he was the 1986 Mr. Hockey winner, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I did I did think of that because you know, thankfully, thankfully, situations like this are rare, and you know, we don't have to have these thoughts very often. But uh, but George Palau is one of those great what ifs, you know, a, a life that was that was snuffed out tragically and way way too soon. There's no easy way to transition out of this, but I think I know Bob Motzko well enough to know that uh, he wants something positive to come out of this talk about his son and the hockey world. And uh, if you're willing to stay on for a couple minutes, we can talk uh, a little bit about uh, the draft picks because one of the kids from from Arizona that uh, I just spoke to the other night 
um, is going to be a gopher, and yeah. he's also going to be a maple leaf. Yeah, so uh, you I, want to chat about that for a minute? I would ra- love to talk about absolutely anything else at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, okay. and, and, and that's no it. disrespect to, to the memory oh, of, of, the, of the lives lost. But, but, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk hockey, so I'll hang around. Okay, let's take one quick break, and we'll be right back and, and uh, talk a little more uh, hockey, NCAA style, and NHL draft style in just a minute. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, In in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, It is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right. Welcome back in, folks. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And Jess Myers joining us from the Twin Cities and the Rink Live um, Jess, I, I said we got to lighten things up just a little bit. I, I know Bob Motzko, I think, well enough to know that uh, he, he's got uh, some real proud bones in his body as well, uh, talking about uh, some of the players, and you mentioned it, some players from uh, the Big Ten. But let's start with Minnesota, and let's start with uh, our guy from uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, Matthew Nyes, who who'd committed to the Gophers a couple years ago. I think he was still playing like the Phoenix Junior Coyotes program when he did. Uh, Scottsdale kid, I believe. Uh, his family is Eastern European. He was telling us his father was like a an Olympic athlete for I want to say Slovakia or one of the one of those kind of uh, Eastern European countries at one point. Uh, so he is first generation American. Yeah, interesting pickup. And you know, I joked about it at the time when he committed to the Gophers, but I I, I said suddenly. University of Minnesota was the new home for Arizona hockey because uh, <laughs> because Nathan Burke was playing here at the time, yes. too. Of course, Nathan Burke uh, entered the transfer portal a couple months ago, and he's going to Bowling Green uh, for to, for the last two years of eligibility he has for college hockey. And I absolutely wish Nathan Burke luck. I want to say just a fantastic kid, a great family. I've really loved covering him for uh, for his first three years of college hockey, and I wish him all the best at Bowling Green. I, I hope, uh, you know, kind of a, a new atmosphere maybe uh, sparks his game a little bit because he, he admitted he had some struggles. Bob Motzko said Nathan Burke kind of went through what he termed hockey hell for a while, where he just seemed to lack confidence in his game and, you know, got back on track a little bit. He scored a big goal in the Big Ten tournament, which was which was really fun to see. So uh, all the best to Nathan Burke. But back to Matthew Nyes. I can't wait to see this kid play. I mean, he looks like just a mountain on the ice, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4", <laughs> six, six, uh, with some size, with some skill. I, I know he's been in Minnesota uh, training uh, with the guys and, you know, was all excited about the draft. And then he's at the World Junior Camp with USA Hockey as well, where a lot of these guys were when they found out they got drafted. So really looking forward to covering this kid. He he sounds like he's a a, a lot of fun to watch and gives you that, you know, that that kind of protector feel on the wing there. I got drafted by Toronto, by the way. What is it about the Maple Leafs drafting Arizona guys? Uh, Yeah, you know, I thought about that too. Is that Um, the new home for Arizona hockey? I mean, come on. Um, they better try and find some Arizona goalies. Uh, that's, that's another story in and of itself. Best, best line I heard, by the way, was after the uh, Maple Leafs were eliminated from the playoffs, they uh, opened up 
the arena there in Toronto where the Maple Leafs and the Raptors play, and they said it was going to become a, a place where people could go get their COVID shots. And somebody on Twitter said, well, so we'll finally see a second round in that building. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm all for those jokes. Just yeah. let, let me tell you that we had Josh Doan on a couple of weeks ago, and Josh and Matthew are like the best of friends since they were like, four years old. I mean, they've played every level together sure, all the sure. way up. And I asked Josh about Matthew and he said, he's a horse. And uh, <laughs> I saw his picture uh, on social media from the university of Minnesota. And I saw his neck and I said, uh, are we talking uh, an offensive hockey player? Or are we talking about an offensive lineman with the size of that neck? Well, I, th- I thought, you know, he should be going to Penn state because that's linebacker. You, you know, <laughs> and, uh, he, right. he, he looked like a, you know, like a Chris Zorich type, you know, plugging up the middle there, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody like that. Yeah, it just, yeah, it looks like just a bull of a kid, you know, second round to Toronto and, and I, uh, you know, going way back by the way, cause I, of course I'm referring to Austin Matthews, uh, when he was the consummate number one overall pick in the draft, I, I, joked that you know this is how badly Gary Bettman is running the NHL he couldn't yes. even rig the he couldn't even rig the draft to get Austin Matthews to the Coyotes you know to, to to give a boost to that Coyotes franchise and it's like come on if you, if you can't even do that as commissioner what, what what are you doing well listen you know he takes a lot of heat and I understand why he does but when you have an Austin Matthews that goes first overall in the draft and you have guys like Josh Doan and Matthew Nyes and 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 all of these players now coming out of Arizona and California and uh, Florida and Texas, um, maybe he did something right. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it was funny. Uh, I want to go back twenty five years, maybe even more. I saw Phil Esposito speak once, and his, it's when he was, you know, he was kind of founded the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he was still very involved with the team at that time. The team was still very young. You know, people who uh, grew up watching hockey in the last 10 years think Tampa Bay has always been this powerhouse. Tampa Bay was awful for 10 years. I mean, they were just they were just a lousy yeah. franchise. Couldn't yeah. do anything on the ice and, and were messy off the ice and all that. But but I remember in the early days of the franchise, uh, talking to Phil Esposito or hearing him speak, and he said, you know, my dream is, and, and I can retire when a kid from Florida who grew up in Florida plays in the NHL. And, you know, we're seeing that now even with guys like Shane Gosses bear and, and yeah. others. So, you know, the, the organic nature of these hockey communities in, in the non-traditional areas, is just so much fun to see. I mean, I, I, I just, I just love stories like that about, you know, kids like Nathan Burke or Matthew Nice or, or, or Austin Matthews or, you know, these guys are having, you know, going back to even David Spina, if you want to go back, you know, another generation, you know, a great kid from out in, in Mesa who played at Boston College, I think was on a national championship team there. And, you know, these guys who uh, it's not the in thing to do in is still in, in Arizona or in Southern California. It's, it's not what everybody's doing. To, to go to go inside and go to a hockey rink, but uh, I, I have such a such a great respect for the the kind of pioneers in those areas of the country. And by the way, it, it used to be those kids had to leave, right, to play that high level of hockey. That's not the case anymore. They can yeah. stay home and do it in a lot of these places. Yeah, absolutely, and that's neat to see. And 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 by the way, I I, I tweeted this. If you guys have any insight, let me know. But I talked to. Uh, an insider a couple of weeks ago about the fact I, w- I was joking that last year a- ASU's schedule was all Big Ten teams, and this coming year's uh, ASU schedule has <laughs> no Big Ten teams on this. You know, so and, and this person who knows ASU hockey very well said, "Well, we're joining the Big Ten in two years." 
like like didn't even say we'd like to didn't say you know it, you know made it sound like this is a done deal that ASU will be the eighth Big Ten hockey program which hey I'm fine with it but if you guys have any insight please let me know because uh, uh, you know I, I I'd love to see the Sun Devils be a, a regular part of the conference. I don't think they know. Jeff. <laughs> no. I, I really no. don't think they've made a decision yet. Because remember, a few years ago, they tried to get into the NCHC. Right. And, you know, it's 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 a left brain, right brain kind of thing where um, the, the, the business side of your brain says, well, we have the, the Big Ten is all brand names. It, it's, it's much easier to market and sell tickets. But. You know, maybe from a hockey perspective, and especially with two teams, not I can't say the West Coast, but in, in, in Colorado, uh, from a yep. hockey perspective, the, the NCHC might make more sense. Uh, Possibly. From a travel perspective. I mean, because, you know, you're playing four games a year in Colorado in, in the conference. So, uh, um, but the, wouldn't Team 8 depend on Illinois? Because we can get into that, too, it, if you want. It, it would depend on Illinois. Um, I'll be honest. I'm losing hope. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> the Illini are, <laughs> are slipping away on me. You know, two years ago, this was a, a foregone conclusion. You know, talking to people in the know at the University of Illinois, they said, quite frankly, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Uh, and then, you know, COVID knocked everything back. I get that. You know, we'll, right. we'll give you a pass on, on last year. And, you know, COVID was, was devastating for college hockey. I mean, we, we not only saw delays in programs like that, you know, we've essentially lost two programs in Alabama Huntsville and in, in Alaska Anchorage that, you know, I don't see hockey coming back to either of those places anytime soon. Um, so, so that's been tough, but um, <laughs> you guys heard me rant previously about ASU's arena, you know, <laughs> Hey, Hey, stop talking about it. Let's do something. Okay. They have. Credit, credit to the Sun Devils. I, I drove by the site in March. There's, there's Earth being moved. There are porta potties on site. That's a sure sign as anything that, that stuff's getting built. Is that you know, you, you've got porta potties oh, there. Jess, come on. We are way past that. We got structure. We can see center ice. Coach Powers said, "Hey, look at this view from center ice uh, the other night on a tweet." Uh, we we are way past that. But uh, before we run out of time, I, I want we can talk about all this stuff some other time. That's no big deal. But I want to talk about a couple of things. You've had firsthand experience to watch Michigan play. If all of these draft picks come back to play at Michigan this year, who's going to stop them? Here's who's going to stop them. I don't know who's going to stop pucks for them. Because, <laughs> because good just, answer. Strauss man who was the top goalie in the Big Ten two years ago, and and you know, and granted, they've been Gopher killers the last two years. I mean, uh, the the Gophers went into the last game of the regular season or the last weekend of the regular season, the last two years, needing a, a sweep of Michigan to win the Big Ten title or a share of the Big Ten title, and both times Michigan kind of uh, put the stopper on it. So credit to Mel Pearson, and man, what a ton of talent! But I will say this: I don't want to come across as a Gopher homer. I really think Minnesota is going to be the team to beat in the Big Ten next year, just with all of the defense they've got coming back. And when you look at some of the dynamic offense they've got coming in, I still think top to bottom, you don't see a lineup that matches Minnesota's for for rolling three lines. Now, Michigan's got incredible high-end talent, but with most of that talent last year, 
they went one and four against the Gophers. So, you know, what, what does it mean? And again, you got to replace Strauss Mann, and I don't know how you're going to do that. Uh, that. That's an iffy proposition. Now, knowing Michigan, they've got some great goalie out of, you know, the suburban Detroit that's coming in and is going to make, you know, 40 saves a game and they'll be fine. But that's going to be a fun battle. I mean, I think the Big Ten's really going to be fun to watch this year. Well, well son, so, hold on one second, Paul. Hold on one second. You can follow it up. Um, the uh, the other thing with that is uh, we've got uh, Chris Mayock coming on Sunday night. And uh, Chris has had a hand in either drafting all of them or working with all of them. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, he, he didn't give any of them to Colorado College yet. <laughs> and the final one on that is does Matty Beneers does he come back really uh he's got a chance to be the face of the Kraken is he really coming back I really think you're gonna have those guys those those five first rounders sit down at some point and say hey we've got a chance to do something pretty special at Michigan I mean keep in mind Michigan's always been a powerhouse they haven't won a national title since what 1998 that's a long time yeah kids weren't born then you know, they have a chance to do some pretty special on the ice where I think you're going to get most of those guys coming, coming in. I, you know, the, the prospect of going to play for an expansion team and, and Hey, Seattle's going to be great. Or Buffalo. Five years from five. Yeah. Or, or Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> F- five years from now, I think Seattle's going to be a, a great team, but you look at who they picked in the expansion draft. This is not going to be Vegas 2.0. No. This is going to be, you know, we're going to sell out our building for the first three years anyway. So let's build, let's start young. Uh, Dave, Dave Haxall is not a quick fix guy. So that's going to be a work in progress. It's, it's not like you're going to a Stanley Cup contender if, if you leave school. And as I've said before, when we have the, the Western Hockey League and the Ontario Hockey League debate versus college hockey, you know, I've said this a dozen times. Have you ever heard anyone in your life say, geez, I wish I would have spent less time in college? No, no, no I'm still looking happened. to go back. Never happened. Yeah, exactly. I only left because they exactly. made me leave. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, look, the, like I said, I mean, the, 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 first of all, we all know it takes a little longer for defensemen. Uh, I don't know if I'm Buffalo, if I want to expose Owen power to what the heck's no. going to go on up there next year. Uh, this season, and I, so I, I think that's I think that's going to be a team on the rebound. Um, I, I like Donnie Granado. I think he can do some. Oh, I... sorry about that. I got yeah, no problem. I, I, my phone went goofy on me, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So uh, we, did. We, we didn't hear you. And, and by the way, um, there's no place to go, but up for this Buffalo franchise. I mean, let's face it. This well, is, yeah, this is I rock mean, bottom in the NHL. Yeah. So, yeah. But we I don't had know. That it, discussion it's Tuesday night. Today, Jack Eichel will be playing in Minnesota. So who, who, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, here's the other question. Cause Scott brings this up all the time. Um, we are heading into the last week of July. Um, are they going to release any Big Ten schedules anytime soon? I, th- I think they're going to do a thing where, like, they let you know on Wednesday who you're playing that weekend. Okay. Listen, Scott's going to ask that question anyway. Yeah, no, and... I, I, believe me, you're not the only ones complaining. So have to make travel arrangements and, and the like are wondering, hey, are, are we going to get a schedule here at any point? But uh, 
the Big Ten has a reputation for kind of dragging its feet when it comes to a lot of hockey-related matters, and uh, this seems to be one of those cases. All right, final one for me. Um, St. Thomas is off and running. Uh, how real is that new building for them in uh, St. Paul? Uh, I think it will happen. I, in fact, I, I think it has to happen. Uh, you, you can't help, hope to compete for recruits in the Twin Cities playing in a in a thousand seat building with one side of the ice. So I think it will happen eventually. Um, I don't know if there's any guarantees, but I keep hearing about all the construction company executives that are on the board of trustees for the University of St. Thomas. So uh, <laughs> that never hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, I think, I think it will happen within five years. And, and I got to say, I really like what Rico Bozzi's doing there with the, with the coaching staff he's put together and with the, with the, 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 the team of recruits he's been able to put together his first year. It's uh, it's going to be a real interesting one. The, the second game of their season when St. Cloud State comes into St. Thomas's cozy little building and they're going to have a, <laughs> you know, a, a full throated contingent there on a Sunday night to, to, to welcome St. Thomas to Division One hockey in, in their own rink. Uh, that, that'll be a lot of fun. We're just going to call it Oceanside. <laughs> <laughs> so, Not bad. So, no, yes, it's, but, only, it's only got seats on one side, yeah. Un, right, unlike well, Oceanside, where it kind of wraps around a little bit. But, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, Jess, there's, there's absolutely no truth to the fact that they would play that game at XL because I heard somebody saying that a while back. If, That's not if, happening, right? Here's here's the risk you run by doing that. Okay, you'd sell a lot of tickets for that. You 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 could put you know six thousand people in the building and in XL doing that. Here's the risk you run. You're playing St. Cloud State. This is a team that you know was was within a win of a national championship this year. They're going to be really good. Excited about your your product. And get them into a building and then watch your team get blown out. And if so, how many of those guys are going to want to come back and see your team again? I think that's the risk yeah. you run by moving that game to XL Energy Center. Okay. Well, Jess, thanks so much for coming on and uh, and uh, giving us um, some real positive things and some real um, heartwarming things on both ends of it. I appreciate it. I know Paul appreciates it well. And sure. um, you know what? Uh, uh, the dust storm has rolled right through Florence, Arizona on its way towards me. Just know that you're in a good safe spot right now. I'm, I'm missing a, uh, I'm missing a, a monsoon. Wow. It's too bad. I, yeah. I, it sounds I, awful. Yeah. I, I, I gotta, I gotta see one of those, one of these years. I gotta, I gotta get down there in the summer. Just see what it's like. It's, it's about, you know, heat index about a hundred here with humidity that feels like, you know, you're, you're literally inside a, a sauna in Minnesota. So, hey, it's it's hot everywhere. So. Yeah. Uh, Jess, th- thanks again. Listen, Give everybody a hug up there. Uh, at yeah, tell Bob hey, we're thinking about them when you see them. Thanks. Uh, thanks for this opportunity. And, you know, the advice I give everybody is hug your kids. Tell them you love them every day. And, and if you're a person who uh, who prays, you know, say maybe a little extra prayer for the Moscow family and the Schooneman family. at, at this Every day. Because we're a big family and, and this is the time where they need you. Jess Myers, thanks a lot. Uh, Rink Live as well. Tell your editors what a fantastic job you guys did of uh, bringing everything to the forefront and showing us what it was all about. Thanks, guys. Talk to you anytime. Thanks, Jess. All right. Paul and I will be back in just one minute to wrap up another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and uh, we will uh, uh, see what this dust storm is going to do because it's blowing through pretty hard. The nation's top teams.
America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, we're back. All Chalky Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein, my co-host, out on Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, uh, just a quick recap, if you can. I know we're running late, but uh, just some thoughts uh, from Jess. Well, listen. I mean, who's more in tune with that area, and what's than, than Jess? I mean, like you said, you can't even imagine. Uh, you got to work through the story. You don't even get a chance to grieve for people you know. I mean, that's just hard. And I, I can't. And that is just, you know, uh, super, super duper kudos to him for, for being able to do it. Because I'm not sure I could. Yeah, that was the first thought that came into my head is, I don't know how you get up. Uh, I saw Jess's, Jess's tweet Saturday night. He had uh, shrimp out on the bobby in uh, Rock Lake, uh, Minnesota. Don't do accents. Uh, <laughs> he uh, was out there, uh, and I can't imagine how you go from that. As he said, 10 a.m. in the morning, you're driving back home from that to the Twin Cities after a great time at the lake, and uh, you find out uh, this kind of tragic news. So once again, and not just to keep patting him on the back, but man, oh, man, when you have to dig in and, and get all these – uh, facts and, and things right. They've done a fantastic job on it. Our prayers go out to the Motsko family and, of course, the Schooneman family and, uh, you know, the driver as well. Uh, it's just it, – it, it's we just hope that people learn from this. Um, and like I said, it, it appears that after 35 years it still happens. So uh, just continue. That's I guess why they call it an accident uh, yeah. because uh, you don't I'm mean for it to happen, purpose. but it does. Yeah. So – uh, we got to have make you know, I mean, and I'm sure we'll have Jess on before the season starts again, uh, where we can talk about the normal stuff like we did there at the end. Um, but like I said, just super duper kudos to him for being able to keep it together and write the story. I mean, I just, wow. Well, you're, they're going to get through this as a hockey family. We know that. We know Bob Mosco is going to bring his guys together and they're going to focus on uh, what his son Mac would have wanted them to do. And, um, you know, that, that's the way it's going to be. But it, it touched so many places, Minnesota, uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, Penticton, B.C., um, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, yep. Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, uh, one, one tragedy affects all those places. So. Yep, and more. Okay, no way to, uh, no way to right. transition out of it. Take it away, my friend. College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Playing on the ice is heating up, and so is the weather. Makes it more important to keep those drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, 
world-class education, and a destination city. By M-Drive, help for your immune system, building lean muscle mass, and making it through the day without the afternoon crash. Go to mdriveformen.com and see how our high-protein, low-carb start shakes can work for you. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award for Best in Barbecue. Stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or the next time you're at an event in Allegiant Stadium. Buy Boost Mobile. You choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month per line. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it. And NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Again, a big thank you to Jess Myers from the Rink Live uh, for uh, coming on and, and talking about a tragedy and also talking about the, the upswing at the University of Minnesota and the Big Ten in, in college hockey. We'll have much more from Jess, I'm sure, down the road. And uh, just a big thank you to everybody for uh, continuing to tune in all the way through our draft and, and coverage. We appreciate all of you. And uh, don't forget, we're on our drive to 10,000 followers on all of our Twitter accounts. So if you could give us a, uh, a quick follow and a retweet, we would appreciate it. Good night, everybody.